Welcome to the Remote Property Sourcing Podcast. I'm Tom Wade. And I'm Tom Ashtosevsky. And in this podcast, you will learn how to build a six-figure remote property sourcing business from anywhere in the world. Without using credit checks, without prior experience, and without using your own money to buy property. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Remote Property Sourcing Podcast. We're on part two here of analyzing your areas. And we're going to go into kind of like a step-by-step process here. And I'm going to start with uh, Thomas is going to lead this. And then we will, you what I recommend, have pen and paper, write down this process because it's really important and start implementing it. Start implementing it today and let us know, let us know how you're getting on. So yeah, go ahead, Thomas. Yeah, guys. So, I mean, first and foremost, part of the process, uh, find your money. So without the money, whether it's you're buying yourself, you're raising cash from an investor or whether you're you're sourcing onto an investor, find the money. Um, So find what an investor's, what their criteria is, what they're looking for in terms of return. Find that information out. That's going to be a big sway because if you've got uh, 10 investors who are like, I'm insistent on buying London property and you're feeding them stuff from Durham, they're just not going to be interested, let's face it. Um, another really key point here, guys, move, moving on. Um, local is limited. And this is more of a, a, a pointer rather than a process point. Um, for some of you guys who, who might be thinking, oh, I'm, I'm just going to stick locally and I'm going to wander around and I'm going to, I, I know the area. You, you are severely limiting yourself in your sourcing efforts. Um, especially if, I mean, if you're buying for yourself and that's your goal, fine. But if you're looking to, expand your business and and yeah. bring, bring other investors things it's you're severely limiting yourself and i would say like we're not in the 1960s we're we're a 2042 that's a joke we're 2022 we are in a different age guys like you gotta you gotta you gotta step up your game in terms of your thinking because you are going to limit yourself on this the reason why is if someone lives in a tiny little town or someone we had clients in rome do deals in England because yeah. they knew their analysis they knew um tenant buyers were looking for homes to rent to own in these areas they'd done that research ahead of time so then they were laser focused on their target on their marketing and they they, they had a strategy in place so don't this is huge actually because i i remember when um, i learned in the u.s people were mentioning this it really got me down when I thought you had to meet everyone. And then, and then I come across a mental precedent that says, no, you can do this remotely. And then he explained the process, it really got me down. I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna be able to do this. Like, this is a big opportunity. And then he broke it down. I was like, oh, of course that makes sense. There's no law that says I have to do it in my back garden, but there, is, there are some really crucial steps if you're doing it, if, even if you're doing it locally, if you don't follow this process, you're doomed. When it comes to sourcing, it's going to be a really, you probably won't do a deal. So please follow this process because, you know, this is a decade in, in the making of putting this together. Yeah. And then, and then next is very much the stats, researching the statistics, the, the numbers of the areas that you are looking at. Now, obviously, we've got some macroeconomic laws, like, you know, the higher you go up the country, generally the price of property will drop. Uh, generally, also the capital growth will drop. And then obviously the lower you go and, and, vice versa with the yields the yields are probably higher up north and they're probably lower down south once you sort of get that macroeconomic idea out of your head you can then start to really break into specific areas and there's a few really key kind of stats to be starting to look at so rental demand rental demand is huge because obviously we're in 
uh, especially in the rental space, we're in rental property. So understanding rental demand in a local area. And there are multiple ways you can do this. You can research online. You can look at Rightmove. You can talk to, uh, you can look at property data, for example. You could be calling up letting agents and being systematic about this approach and laying down these statistics was is going to help you hugely. Um, looking at the housing index, understanding what, what it is that the property is doing in the area in, uh, economically. Um, and then historical data. Now, it's not always an indication of what's going to happen, but it is a, it's a, it's a good place to start. Um, so being able to understand and look at historical data, and there's a number of places, right, move, Zoopla, you know, they will have uh, data like this. There's a, a few uh, magazines that will have general high level uh, data that you can look at uh, when it comes to this. And this will sort of give you the government website. Yeah. yeah. Land registry. There's a lot of there's a lot of great insights to just data in general. A lot of the data companies will feed in to that that data anyway but i think it's really important to understand where's that market now and i would say i like to score it at one out of ten. Six means it's it's good anything above eight is very good investors are buying so you know you can make sure that you're looking at there's a little tip actually i'll give the guys when you go to right move sold prices if you go within an area and you go to the last year if you see a sold price and it's and it's grayed out, it doesn't have the photo on right move because every agent usually uses right move. It was probably sold for cash privately, or it was sold via an auction for cash. So likely that means there's a this is a very ninja strategy. There's a lot of investors purchasing property in that area. And just like use Google, Google is your friend. Look at that buy to let research. I also think um, what's happening in, for example, in London with the Elizabeth line, that's added a lot of um, capital growth to certain to certain parts of London where the Elizabeth line is accessible. Because yeah. little things like that. So that's leveraging local knowledge. How do you do that? You can go online. You can also call one or two agents. Hey, what's happening? I'm an investor. You don't have to be an investor. This is what I did when I started. Hey, I'm an investor. I wasn't an investor. I was a 19-year-old kid with uh, acne that was <laughs> that was bodybuilding <laughs> and had was broke, basically. That, that that was basically, I'm an investor. Oh, okay. What's your name? Oh, my name's Tom. I'm an investor buying in the area. I've got money for two properties. Tell me about it. Sell me on the tell me on this area. And then I and then they would tell me some local knowledge. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely on one, I would get three people. I would look for free people that were giving me and then I would go, okay, that kind of makes sense. And then I would just store that data. And when I would speak to investors, they were really impressed. I go, oh yeah, I know that's happening. The rail, the railway is that's happening. Um, new, you know, there's new uh, developments going on. They were like quite happy that I knew that ahead of time. Yeah. And also it did affect, it did affect the appreciation. It did affect like house price trends. It did actually, you could see the equity growth. It did go up one or two percent, which you don't think it's a lot but over a decade. That's, that's you know, that's a, what an extra 25 percent. Um, so it did have an effect, yeah. But I mean, I mean, a big, big space looking at the housing plan that's a big one. You know, what, what, what's actually going on in the area in terms of what's being built? Um, local news, 
And again, your, your, your local agents will be a great resource for this. I mean, although this, what we talk about seems to be quite anti, you know, agents going around, you should be using agents. Agents are your friends. 80% of traffic through the property market goes through agents. They're there for a They're reason. They're part of our network. They're our friends. They're They're our allies. Part of, part of a network that you can really use. So understanding like what you can do for research. So the housing plan, local news outlets, um, all of this, all of this stuff, just Googling what's going on in this area, big planning commissions. Like for example, um, I have property in Great Yarmouth. It not the nicest of places, if I'm honest, if, you, if you're from Great Yarmouth, no offense, but there is some major works going on at Great Yarmouth with with um, uh, the off-sea, off-sea power, with, with renewables. Uh, Yarmouth used to be, uh, 40, 50 years ago, used to be a thriving tourist place. There's huge, huge like lodges and hotels, which are, you know, ironically now because of COVID, people are starting to go there again uh, because it is a beautiful spot on the beach. And it's just Similar understanding them, right? And Manchester, yeah. the amount of regeneration going on. Yes, overseas investors were pumping billions into the market, which again, right, you know, capital prices go up because because they're they're getting more for their money than London, so they can buy up a lot more stock because it's cheaper. So so a lot of people go, oh, I'm just going to do London because it's London, guys. That's a wrong mindset, London. There's many, Chelsea is different to Hackney. Chelsea is different to, like, you really got, you Brixton, you've got to understand the little pockets, get familiar with it. And I was at a checklist, I'd say, look, at, is there rental demand tip? That's good. It, are people buying? Because if you're selling to a flipper, someone that buys, fixes and flips and renovates, they want to know, can they sell this property quick? If they can't sell this, if they're hanging on to a property for a year, that is a, that's a, a, a flipper's nightmare. Mm. That is a nightmare because they need to get the cash out. That's an absolute nightmare because they're not buying whole people. So, you, you know, you really need to make sure you understand that and you need to understand the uh, local comparables too when you're doing your data. It, you need to be able to tell someone, if they say leads in these postcode areas, you need to know what a two bed is worth, what a three bed semi a terrace house as well. If you need to know a bungalow, you need to know a flat. You need to know what the what the the ballpark figures are of them areas. Because if you don't, you're not going to be as good as you could be. You're going to be average. So, um, what would you say is a lot to kind of wrap this up, Thomas? Um, I know you've got maybe some other points to go through, but what would you say is uh, the don'ts, like the mistakes people make? when it comes down to kind of picking areas and really understanding more of the data part of, of, of property rather than just, Oh, it's a deal. I'm going to flog it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, um, obviously the big, big mistake that you see generally is not having that investor, not having that money. This is why there's a lot of kind of people and a lot of people do this wrong. Like they get the deal first, they go out and it's like, how are you going to fund this? How are you going to sell this? Like, Find your buyers first. That's a big, big do um, and a big do not in terms of not doing. Um, a big thing really in, in, in my books is, is relying on one opinion. So there are a lot of people who walk into an estate agent, get the first opinion and go, right, that's gospel. You've got to remember what the bias, what, 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 what the agent's trying to do. They're trying to sell you the area. Of course, they want to make it sound good. Get a few opinions. Speak to a few different people. The same as 
if you're if you're looking for getting a builder into your house, you, you wouldn't just have one. Now, unless you've got a very good relationship with that builder, get a few quotes, get a few opinions. Yeah, really, that when really it comes to build it. <laughs> builders, I've seen some nightmares. Yeah. Never rely on on one person, guys. When it comes yeah. when it comes to an opinion about a cost or something like that, or even an agent, be careful because they're trying to win your business. Yeah. So a good and, one with an agent, a little tip, little ninja tip, a proper tip, so to speak, no pun intended, is you want to kind of make sure that you're going, I need to sell this property fairly quickly. If I want to sell it in four to six weeks, what realistically don't, you know, tell them, you know, their game as an agent is to win the business and, and, and up. give me, give me, give me the truth. Most agents, they're good people. They are, they want to win business, but they will tell you, they will be like, look, mate, probably this, this will rent for, you could get four, seven, five, but I'm going to be realistic. You're probably going to get four, two, five at the moment. Brilliant. Four, two, five. Don't use uh, ego and emotions and vanity metrics of investors. You'll lose a lot of, a lot of um, goodwill. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So, I mean, the, the do's and don'ts, I mean, just, just do research, speak to a few people, at least have a bit of an idea of what it is. And, I mean, the, I suppose a, 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 a final point uh, in terms of just looking at comparables, because this is a big mistake we've seen a lot of people do. And this is where the local knowledge comes in. You can calling up, understanding. I know if, in particular, so Ipswich Run Base, we, we've got a road, which, to be honest, is, is it's not the nicest part of town. But funnily enough, it's literally a street or two along from what I would consider like the millionaire's row of Ipswich. There's some really nice houses, lovely area. There's a posh private school. There's, you know, there's all of that stuff in that area. And then literally a road or so down. And it's like in the valley. There's a bit of a valley in Ipswich, the way the, way the landscape goes down at the bottom. There's this road. And so you can, if you were an outside investor, and I even saw this because I, I, I viewed a property there a long time ago. And it was amazing the interest the agent was getting for it. And I said to the agent, I said, where are these investors coming from that you've got so many of? He goes, London. And I'm sitting there going, ah. Because all yeah. they've done is gone on right move and gone, oh, look at this. Next road along, it's this, this house up here is worth six, 700,000 yeah. plus. And this one's worth a million. And this one here is for 110,000. Yes. I want exactly. it. And you sit there and, and go, and, and it's, oh. good, it's good, right, for them too, because it's, it, it, it's attractive if they want to sell it in the future because buyers that are retail buyers, not investors, will like that. It's attractive. It's like a leafy, they call it in like the US, right? Like a nice leafy area. It's a clean area. It's got it's good family vibes. It's 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 not it's not all renters. It just depends on what you're kind of, you know, a fix and flipper is going to be looking for, a renovator is going to be looking for, you know, preferably not all rentals. But then some landlords. They just want yields. There's a lot of London landlords that want to buy properties up north to get better yields, not capital growth. So it just depends. But again, guys, that's kind of what you want to do. And I want to kind of, you know, bring it to the lifestyle before we round this up. You can do this from a beach in Barcelona. You can do your an- analysis. Why? Because I've done it. Our clients have done deals. If you listen to our testimonials, we've had people do deals in our flip mansion um where we you know it's coined the flip mansion in marbella be had to do deals why because it's all online you can access that on your if you can access netflix on your phone you can access data on your phone if you can if you can access right move you can figure this out do you have a phone you can call an agent 
it's you get them on whatsapp it's it's incredible now so the cool thing about this is some get overwhelmed by this they get really overwhelmed by this it's a checklist follow the checklist we teach that in our mentoring we go heavy in that at our live events uh, and obviously we you know we we're there to coach and mentor you but even if you didn't use us you can get started online you honestly can you can get started and it's just nice to have that accountability and back and forth but yeah, guys, if you are interested in mentoring, so we're getting a lot of messages on Instagram and uh, to our email, um, you can, you'll see the link in the description uh, of the podcast. You can go there and uh, apply. It's an application process. We turn a lot of people away because you know, not everyone uh, can afford it. One, to be honest, it's not, we're not cheap. Um, you want us to be cheap, believe me, guys, um, because you, know, you wouldn't have our time. And uh, it's just we turn a lot of people away as well. They're just not fit. But if you are a fit, you think you're serious, you want to build a real business, great. We, we definitely can help you. But any last tips here? And when it comes to the research, I think we've covered a lot, haven't we, mate? I think we have. I think, yeah, just make sure you research. Going back to that first point that I mentioned, uh, I think it might be in this episode, previous episode. Like To give you an idea, that client of ours, who they're an international developer based in Europe, six months they spent analyzing local areas now i'm not saying you have to spend six months but the amount of investment that that they've spent in just this stage researching due diligence it it says a lot about the importance of it they're not just jumping building homes on they just make it clear they're they're building oh yeah so these 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 guys by um their criteria i mean they're they're one of our buyers as well to be honest with you as well as a, a marketing client they they want a thousand square meters minimum and they're looking for buildings to convert into co-living spaces uh, as well as uh, residential uh, and that's the sort of thing they do and their research is very in-depth very detailed but it says a lot about you know if they're going to spend six months plus and admittedly these guys you know it's not as though they're buying one two you know three bed chimney pots uh houses um Still, it just says a lot about the importance of, I believe, in modeling the greats. I believe in modeling successful people. It's funny, actually. Just to wrap this up and maybe use an example, paint a picture. It's like Pizza Hut. They're looking for a retail premises. Pratt, they get finders fees. I don't think people, if they know it, you can get 5, 10, 15, 20, 25,000. Normally, it's 5 or 10 grand. If it's 10 grand, they'll give finders fees. But if you go on pizza, you can do this. You can actually do this yourself. Pizza Domino's is a big one. Um, Finders Feed Domino, um, Site Finder. So they will pay you for that as an example. But they have an analysis. They tell yeah. you what they're looking. Why? Because they know the foot traffic. Yeah. They know how many people walk past, how many people are going to be moving in the area. Mm. Coffee shops. Why do they go next to each other? Why do Cafe Nero park next to Pratt? Why does Starbucks park next to Pratt? Because there's foot traffic. They know the data. They've researched ahead of time. And it's the same as property guys. Don't overcomplicate it, honestly, um, because that would be a shame. And but but get clear and then start. It's been a good episode, mate. Really good. I hope yeah, uh, the guys got value out of this one. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you in the next episode. And yeah, for now, take care. Take care, guys.